3: The Volume. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Draymond Green Show. As always, we are live on Amazon app. After a long regular season, we have finally embarked on a time of year that is... I mean, it's, it's a lot of things. It's the Warriors Invitational. It's fun time of year, it's the best time in basketball, like you name it, like we're there. It's playoff time, man. The Dubs are in the playoffs. (laughs) Like I said, after a very long year, um, none of it matters and it's time for the playoffs. Uh, The play-in games are set, Uh, our matchups in the playoffs are set, with the exception of the winners of the play-in games who will eventually play. Um, The one seed or the two seed, those are set. And, man, I noticed something last night. I was watching Coach Mo, Coach Malone. For those of you who don't know, Coach Malone's my guy, he was one of our assistant coaches my rookie year, Stiller fan. Always happy for Coach Mo. And I was watching him speak to the team yesterday, and he was like, so remember, fellas, we don't find out who we play until Friday. Somehow, in all of this, the number one seed gets screwed. Like, I mean, today's Monday. We knew yesterday that we're playing Sacramento on Saturday. Sacramento knew they're playing us on Saturday yesterday. Somehow, the one seed gets the short end of the stick. They will find out who they play Friday to play Sunday, probably an early game. Now, you can say, well, they can prepare for both teams. Like, yeah, but like, Still, to be able to lock in and focus on one team, the short, the, the, the one seed definitely gets the short end of the stick there. Um, and saying that, we will know um, later this week, all of the matchups. But for right now, we can get into some of the things. But first, before we get into some of the matchups, uh, <clears throat> let's talk about the Timberwolves. The NBA playoffs are up on us. 20 teams will get in, all with one goal. It's going to be awesome to watch on television, but I think I can say firsthand and tell all of you there is no comparison to being at these games live. For last-minute amazing deals on tickets, not just to the Dubs, but your favorite NBA team, check out Game Time, the fastest-growing ticketing app in the U.S. And it doesn't stop with the NBA. Game Time has tickets to MLB, NHL, even concerts and comedy shows too. Download the Game Time app and redeem code Green for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the Game Time app and enter code Green. That's G R E E N for twenty dollars off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Very interesting day for the Timberwolves. Um, number one, Jaden McDaniels broke his hand, punching the wall in frustration. Now, what I will tell you is this. I have, I am someone who's dealt with an extreme amount of frustration in games, getting kicked out of games, you name it. I'm not punching a wall because when you punch that wall, one of them is going to move. Like if you study force, I took physics. If you study force, like, head-on collision like that, one of those things have to move. And I'm sorry to tell you, but it's not going to be the wall. Like, the wall is probably not going to move. So, therefore, something your hand slash something in your hand is going to move. And unfortunately, Jaden McDaniels broke his hand, punching the wall. Huge blow to the Timberwolves. Jaden McDaniels is an incredible defender. Uh, he's continued to grow on offense. Good slasher. Uh, Three-point shot is getting more consistent. But most importantly, he's just a dog. A dog. Like, yeah, the defense is great. The Man, he he's 6'9", incredible wingspan, can keep up with any guard. Like, that's great. But he's just a dog. And, like, that's what I can appreciate about Jaden, Mc, Jaden McDaniels is he, like, Aside from any skill, aside from any of that, he a dog. And you pair that dog next to the big dog that is Anthony Edwards. You got yourself a solid young couple guys that you can really build around. And so they're going to miss him. And that's extremely unfortunate. He's a young young guy. Um, Let his emotions get the best of him. We all do at times. And I just hate to see that happen. You know, we you play all these all this entire season to get to the playoffs. And here we are embarking on the playoffs in the game before he gets hurt the non-basketball injury. That bothers me. It's unfortunate because I like to see young guys shine. He is one young guy that will shine in this league for a long time and he'll learn from his mistake. He won't do that again. Um But it's, you know, it sucks. And also, you see Anthony Edwards in the way that he's playing. Anthony Edwards is one of them guys, man. And we'll talk a little more about him as we get into the play-in matchup. But before we do, I wanted to talk about Jaden McDaniels first. I had a lot of respect for the young fella. And like I said, it's unfortunate to see. Um, But I'm wishing him a speedy recovery. And that's it. It's just gonna be a big hit to the Timberwolves. Other news with the Timberwolves. Insecurity is always loud. That's why you should be careful when you start speaking out on things that you don't really know. You know, you start speaking out, um, tweeting stuff, sneak dissing. Um, for for all of you out there, I tweeted that yesterday. Uh, for those of you that don't know, when I when I had an incident earlier this year, Rudy Gobert tweeted, Insecurity is always loud. Um it's just kind of a little hard to say that when you don't really know circumstance. Uh, but if that floats your boat, quite frankly, not really a big sneak disser myself. Uh actually, you know, I was being very facetious yesterday um <clears throat> when I tweeted the same thing. I actually almost added him just because I'm not a sneak disser. But as I was doing the tweet, I'm like, I make it's actually better if I don't add him because it's just the same exact tweet he tweeted, changed the date. And so I decided not to. But, but by all means, know and understand that I'm not a sneak disser at all. That's not what I do. Um, I will speak on it. And so, yes, when I tweeted that, for those of you who don't know, I was 100% talking about Rudy Gobert um and his incident yesterday with Kyle Anderson on the bench. Let's get into that. Um obviously <laughs> this leaking stuff is a thing and someone leaked an audio recording of Kyle Anderson in the locker room. Um and in short Kyle Anderson was saying you guys got to make some decisions this summer like y'all y'all baby this dude y'all yeah like stop like some decisions need to be made this summer I'm not on that team that's not really for me but it's interesting and you had to you know everyone kind of had these questions of when the trade happened of how is that going to work and you know you clog up the paint for Anthony Edwards a young star and so on and so forth last night it probably reared his ugly head um and, yeah, um, Kyle Anderson and Rudy Gobert had some words on the bench. Kyle Anderson said choice word. Rudy Gobert stepped over, tapped him on the chest, um, and, it, and, and then he was sent home. He was sent home, and we also now know he's uh, also suspended for tomorrow's play-in game versus the Lakers. So I'm fortunate to see all of those things happen at this time where you had Nas, Rees get, Nas Reed get hurt um, a couple weeks ago, so he's out. Got Rudy Gobert out. Got Jaden McDaniels out. And you're going in a play-in game with one of the hottest teams in the NBA, that is the Los Angeles Lakers in Los Angeles. Tough, tough, tough circumstance. Tough circumstance. Um, as far as the... the the tap on the chest goes. Um, I have my sentiments about it. There are just some things, and you know, we by now you've seen the zoom in on Kyle Anderson and what he said. Um, if you paid any attention, you've seen all of it. You've heard the leak. You, quite frankly, there are just some words as as men you just don't say to men. Um, you know. And if you do choose to say those words, you, you also do have to be ready to do, deal with whatever comes with that because that is a decision that you are making when you decide to disrespect someone. It's, you're essentially accepting what comes with that. So when I saw the choice words that is um, the bitch word uh, Kyle Anderson using towards Rudy Gobert, you do have to be ready. With what comes with that? Like, you're just not allowed to just disrespect guys and say what you want to say, especially in competitive environments. Like, you really competitive. Um, emotions are running high, especially in that situation. You're trying to fight for a play in seeding. There's some things that you just don't say to grown men. Quite frankly, um, Kyle Anderson uttered some words to Rudy Gobert that a lot of people thinks. He said it. He said what a lot of people thinks. Rudy Gobert reacted again, it's not up to Kyle Anderson how Rudy Gobert reacts. not saying Rudy Gobert wasn't wrong. You're in the game, punch your teammate, all of that. But Rudy Gobert did react to some things that Kyle Anderson said. And it's not really up to you what his reaction is. So that's one thing. I personally think Rudy Gobert is a little on a softer side myself. Um, he gained a little respect from me because he stood up for himself. I've never really seen the guy stand up for himself. Didn't really know if the guy was capable of standing up for himself. He stood up for himself a bit. Unfortunately, doesn't really work. Take it from me. I know how that goes. Um, Doesn't quite work in that environment. But I do understand the thinking. I definitely understand the mindset. Definitely not going to get up here and act like I don't understand the mindset. I 100% understand the mindset. Like I said, didn't quite know that Rudy Gobert had the mindset. But I do understand the mindset. Everyone is very easy to get up here and say, You don't do this, you don't do that, you don't do this. It's always easy to say that until you're in a situation. And then in that situation, you make a split second decision. Sometimes it's the right decision, sometimes it's the wrong decision. Unfortunately for Rudy Gobert, it was the wrong decision. Is it the wrong decision um, morally? That's for you to decide. It depends on what your morals are. But in a team setting, you're playing with a team, it's the wrong decision. Doesn't really necessarily give you a pass to just disrespect guys because, you know, we talk about team settings and this, that, and another. You can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, this is a team, but guys can just disrespect you. Can't do that either. So it's unfortunate. And, you know, they got something that they're going to have to figure out there. Um, Rudy Gobert, Like I said, he showed me a side that he would stick up for himself that I just didn't know was there. Uh, I've never really quite seen it. Um, But he suspended for one game, so it came at a cost. Um, And that's that. Not one to condemn anyone for things that they do, mistakes that they make. I see a lot of guys on TV who used to play, guys – saw so Stack Jack like get on um Instagram commenting like bro some of the things that you've gotten into as a player is crazy like and 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 guys be so quick to like start commenting i think that's nuts um but to each his own, this is what it is I'm not really getting into that um but it's a very easy When you're not in a situation to say, oh, that was wrong. You should have did this. I'm not that guy. It's just not me. As far as the matchup goes, Lakers versus Timberwolves tomorrow night. I have the Lakers. Um, Again, you hear the things that are going on. Quite frankly, Rudy Gobert being out may actually help the Timberwolves. (laughs) Nas Reed being out actually hurts, though. It hurts that case, like, a lot, a lot, a lot. That hurts. Jaden McDaniels being out, that hurts. Even with those guys in, it'll be a tough game. Here's why. They're playing the Lakers, who's playing the best basketball they've played in years since, really, the bubble. They're also going up against Bron in a playoff setting, which I know how that goes. We've all watched it for years, but I know how that goes. It's one game. I feel like, <clears throat> and, and so what you have to understand is this. LeBron is going to go into this game and figure out exactly what needs to be done, what tempo the game needs to be played at, um, the ins and outs of the game, and, and pick it apart. That's what LeBron does in the playoff setting. It's not many guys that can do that, control the entire pace of a game. If he needs to play 48 minutes, he would because he would just control the entire pace. Um, And so that's going to make it very tough on a a young Timberwolves team led by a young star, Anthony Edwards. Braun did the same thing against the the Boston Celtics with a young Jason Tatum, with a young Marcus Smart, with a young Jalen Brown. Just controlled the entire pace of the game in game six or seven. They had no answer. It's a very hard one to figure out.
0: I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024. Listen to next question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or
3: wherever you get your podcasts. Here's the problem that LeBron and the Lakers has. They're going up against a young star who does not care about none of that. Anthony Edwards don't care about LeBron controlling the pace. Anthony Edwards don't care about LeBron being LeBron. Anthony Edwards don't care about none of that. Anthony Edwards thinks he's as good as LeBron. He may good and well one day be because he has that thing. Now, LeBron James is the greatest player ever, so to just casually say something. So I'm not saying that, but my point is, Anthony Edwards' mindset along with his ability, God-given ability along with what you can see that his work ethic is, is going to be a very, very, very special player. And he's just young enough to not even process, like, I'm going up against LeBron in this moment, in this moment this means this. He's not even going to process that. He's not at that point mentally where he processed that. What he does process, though, is I'm at you. I don't care who you are. You're in front of me. I'm at you. And so that can be dangerous for the Lakers because when a young guy like that is just unaware of the moment, that can be dangerous because he's just going to come out there loose and hooping, and you know he's not afraid of anything, and he got game, a lot of game. So... Anthony Edwards' um, lack of awareness, and I mean that in a good way. I mean at, what is he, 22 years old, like, or 21, 22, you're not sitting around like, man, this moment is so big and it can mean this for my... You're like, yo, I'm about to go out here and do this, this, and this. Oblivious to what all of that can mean, but, but totally, like, into... I, I, I dribbled in the backyard thinking about this moment, right? Like, this is a big moment. I get to play on the big stage. I ain't scared of nothing. Totally into that, not necessarily legacy and all of that. And so, and whereas LeBron, you have the legacy. AD, you have the legacy. Um, it's a different thing. And so that's kind of what we're up against tomorrow. I got the Lakers winning that game, especially, like I said, with the guys that uh, Minnesota will be missing. Got the Lakers taking that one. Um, in our 9-10 game, we have the New Orleans Pelicans versus the Oklahoma City Thunder in New Orleans. Um, OKC is another one of those oblivious teams have not been in this situation going in New Orleans. Like, man, we, what we got to lose? Y'all said we was going to win 13 games this year. What do we have to lose? They going in with a free swing. New Orleans, you supposed to, excuse me, you supposed to win. New Orleans was number one seed two and a half, three months ago in the West. You're supposed to win. You dropped one last night that you were supposed to go in and not end up in the 9-10 game. Now New Orleans got to fight an uphill battle. I think all the pressure is on New Orleans in this game. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, young, young Jalen Dub Williams, um, Giddy, Ludor, <coughs> Big Jalen Williams, them guys coming to play, and again they're totally oblivious to the moment. Brandon Ingram know the moment. C.J. McCollum know the moment. Jonas Valanciunas know this moment. These young guys in OKC, they're totally oblivious to it, and again, that can be dangerous. That can be really dangerous. So, I am. Looking forward to that game. I think um, Brandon William, um, excuse me, Brandon Ingram has been playing lights out, playing some of the best basketball in his career. The X factor in tomorrow's game is going to be Trey Murphy, or excuse me, Wednesday's game. It's going to be Trey Murphy. Trey Murphy has to have a big game in order for New Orleans to win because <clears throat> OKC. This playoff time now. They're going to help out a lot off Herb Jones. They're going to make Herb Jones beat them. And they're going to try to take away CJ or B.I. They may be able to take one of them away, possibly, but you're definitely not taking both of them away. And that's where Trey Murphy comes in. Trey Murphy needs to have a big game from the wing. I expect Jonas Valanciunas to have a big game because OKC doesn't have much size. And so Jonas Valanciunas will do what he do. Uh, Brandon Ingram or CJ going to get off. I definitely think Brandon Ingram's going to get off. CJ could still get off. Um, But I feel like in the playoffs, like you have to take one of those guys away. And then that's where Trey Murphy comes in as the X Factor. Always rooting for my guy, Willie Green. Um, That's never going to change. But they may be on upset alert. And another reason they may be on upset alert, it's hard to get over this game they just lost. They should have won this game against Minnesota pretty easily. And you lose that one, it's hard to get past that. So that that could carry over a bit. So I'm picking OKC for the upset on this one. I'm picking OKC for the upset. Young, oblivious guys going out there just rocking, and they coming together too. They, They got a lot of young talent. They coming out there, and they just rocking with nothing to lose. Very dangerous spot. Uh, New Orleans should have never ended up in that spot. I'm taking them in the play-in game. On the east, we have Miami at the 7th seed. We have Atlanta at the eight seed. They're going into Miami. Miami has not quite had the year that they expected to have, yet they still ended up 44-38 with the first play-in game at their home. Um... Atlanta's obviously Trey Young, DeJounte Murray. Quinn Snyder's taking over as head coach. Quinn Snyder's a damn good head coach. Uh, Eric is a damn good head coach as well. So that's going to be a nice little battle amongst the coaches, which really matters when you get to the playoffs. Uh, but ultimately, I got Bam and Jimmy getting it done at home versus the Atlanta Hawks. I have... Then we have the Chicago Bulls versus the Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors being the nine seed, they have the home court advantage versus the Chicago Bulls. Um, I ultimately think that makes a difference, but in this game, you got DeMar going back to Toronto, you got Zach Levine headed up there, and just with that much guard scoring, it can get tough in the playoffs, trying to stop that. And so I'm actually going to pick Toronto, uh, Chicago for the upset in Toronto, facing off with the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta in the second play in game. And with that one, I am going to take Atlanta. It's going to be a tough one, but you got two guards that can also score home court. I think Atlanta gets it done. I hate to pick against my guys, DeMar and Zach, but you got. Guys, Trey and DeJounte over there. And that's going to be a hell of a matchup. And they're at home. Trey Trey can get hot. DeJounte going to get to his spot just as Demar is. It's going to be a good game. And I really feel like it's a coin flip. But I'm going to take Atlanta in that one. And moving on, we got the Dubs. Six seed. Facing the Kings, the three seed. I'm excited about this one. I'm excited, number one, to see my guy Mike Brown uh, turn the Sacramento Kings around like he has. It's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, De'Aaron Fox, Dre, the Draymond Green Show guest, one of the Draymond Green Show guests, we had this conversation. It's on you, D-Fox. It's on you to get them guys to the playoffs. It's on you to become an all-star. It's on you to do these things, Fox. They traded Tyrese Halliburton for you to do these things. What did De'Aaron Fox do? Those things. Became an all-star, three seed in the West, got his guys back. We got the team back. It's been so many years ending the longest drought in the NBA for the playoffs or missing the playoffs. Congratulations to the Sacramento Kings. That's dope to see. Happy for Mike Brown. Happy for Leandro Barbosa. um, Luke Lauchs. Vivette. All all Golden State Warriors guys. Happy for those guys. That stops now. It's time to go now. Um, In this matchup, the Kings have the number one offensive rating this year. And I was told know how true this is, I didn't go do research on them because quite frankly, if I'm being honest, I really don't care. Um, but I was told they have the highest offensive rating in the history of NBA. Is that true? Don't know. Don't really care? Because it's my job to stop that. It's our task to stop that, and that's what you have to do in order to win. Obviously, we start off on the road, first two games on a road. I'm excited about this. I am very excited about this. Um, Battle of NorCal. The Warriors, and it's been a long time since this battle has er mattered, if ever. And it matters now. Playoffs. Doesn't get much better than that. Uh, For us, quite frankly, I like the fact that we match up with the Kings because it is a short trip. Last year, our first round series was in Denver. Our second-round series was in Memphis. Denver, altitude, two-hour flight. Memphis, five-hour flight, far. Dallas was our third-round conference finals. Four-and-a-half-hour flight, far. Boston, finals, six-and-a-half-hour flight, very, very, very far. So to start this, uh, this playoff run off uh, with a bus ride, an hour and five minutes away. I'll take that. I also know Dub Nation showing up in waves, baby. In waves. And I'm looking forward to that. Let's see if we can turn that thing into a home game, Dub Nation. I think it's going to be tough, though, because these Sacramento Kings fans have been waiting for this for 20-plus years. And they finally got it. So we'll see how this goes. Um as far as that goes, the, you know, if dubs are gonna, you know, dub dub Dove nation gonna flood uh, Golden One the Center, we'll see. It'll be much needed. It's a really good team. Uh, you got De'Aaron Fox, who's growing his own as a point guard, facing off with the great Steph Curry uh, at the point guard position. Kevin Herter, who's coming into his own, facing off against the great Klay Thompson. Uh, you got. Um, you know, Dante DiVincenzo, possibly Andrew Wiggins. Three-spot facing off against a young Keegan Murray. You got myself facing off against Harrison Barnes. And you got 82 facing off against Sabonis. Some good matchups. They got a really good bench. Monk coming off the bench. Monk gets to it. Um Trey Lyles has been really good off their bench. Davion uh Mitchell comes in. Just a little pest all over the place. Defensively, really good. It's going to be a tough matchup. But, of course, I got the Doves taking this one. Why would I not have the Doves taking this one? But it'll be tough. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, you want to try to get these games done as fast as you can. I would love to get it done in four, maybe five. Very hard to do. I don't care who you playing, by the way. Whether it's a great team or not so great team. Very hard to do that. But that's always ideally what you want to try to do. Uh, This is a team, a young team, that doesn't have much playoff experience. You want to try to pounce on that right away. You don't want to let them get hope, uh, start getting more experience, and start believing. You want to start trying to take that. You want to instill doubt right away. As much as you can, instill the doubt immediately. And so that has to be our goal going in. That will be our goal. I have no doubt that we can get that done. Uh, let's breeze through a couple of those, these other matchups before we get out of here. Um, we have, the, as I said earlier, we have the Denver Nuggets awaiting until Friday night who get who they'll play. They will face the winner of the second game of the play-in. So it'll be the loser of the 7-8, winner of the 9-10. Whoever wins that game on Friday, that's who the Denver Nuggets will get. Um, you got the Memphis Grizzlies at the 2 seed. They are waiting, and they will know who their opponent is tomorrow night. It'll either be the Lakers or the Timberwolves. I think we see a Memphis-Los uh, Angeles Lakers matchup in the second round. Just my opinion. We just talked about the 3-6, and you have the 4-5. Phoenix, home seed, 4, number 4, versus the 5th seed, Los Angeles Clippers. Um, Phoenix has been rolling. With KD on the floor, having lost the game with KD on the floor. Uh the Los Angeles Clippers, it feels like a really big year for the Clippers um, in the playoffs. Like it's been years now that you've had this team together. Um, they've had some unfortunate situations. I saw Patrick Beverly say if they didn't, um, if they, if the, if it wasn't a bubble or something like that, they would want a championship. If I didn't get suspended in game five, I think we would have won a championship in 2016. Quite frankly, no one cares. Um, The circumstances are the circumstances, and they have not won. And they have to win. It's unfortunate that Paul George is out. Uh, I don't know if Paul George will make it back for this series, but they have to win or you may start seeing some changes. So that'll be interesting. Uh, obviously, T. Lou knows what it takes. T. Lou can put a game plan together and get it done. But I am taking the Phoenix Suns in that one. I will give you my predictions on the other series as they come to fruition. Uh, don't really know who they're going to be yet, but I am taking the Phoenix Suns. Uh, KD, D. Book, they, them, them boys ready to go. They've been playing well. What you're missing with Paul George is not only a your score; you're missing your, a, another really good wing defender that you have. And against Book and KD, you need that. Like, that is very important. Uh, Chris Paul, um, his last game he played in, he looked great. Uh, seven three-pointers. Struggled from the three all year. To see that going into the playoffs is huge. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, the one area that the Clippers do win is the depth. Uh, Clippers are extremely deep team, uh, so they do win in the depth category, which can help you in the series. Uh, like I said, especially that you have to lean on that depth with Paul George being out. Uh, but I think, you know, with Paul George missing a series, if Paul George misses the entire series or even a couple games, a couple games can change a series um, dramatically. That may be a lot to overcome, and I'm taking the Phoenix Suns in that one. Quickly, we'll go over to the Eastern Conference. The one-seed, Milwaukee Bucks is obviously waiting. Uh, the two-seed, Boston Celtics is obviously waiting. Obviously waiting. The three-seed, Philadelphia 76ers takes on the six-seed, Brooklyn Nets. This is an interesting one. Philadelphia drafted Mikel Bridges, who is playing at an insane level. Traded him immediately. That's going to be a great matchup. Mikel has something to prove. Went to school in Philly from those parts. Um, got traded on. He got something to prove. Ultimately, I don't think that's enough to overcome MVP Joel Embiid, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, uh, Doc Rivers, and the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. I think Embiid will be far too much for Nick Claxton. I think Nick Nick Claxton is uh, really grown into his own and become a good defender. But Embiid, Embiid is Embiid, and and. That's what you need. So, I think ultimately, um, it'll be a lot for Brooklyn Nets to overcome. I think Brooklyn Nets are in a great position, though. They got picks. They got pieces. And they put it together. In spite of everything that went on this year, they put it together. They got a spot in the playoffs not to play in. Respect to those guys. I think Philly gets it done in five. In the 4-5 matchup, we got the Cavs hosting the Knicks. Stephen A., Stephen A got a lot riding on this one. Stephen A told y'all to go get Donovan Mitchell. Y'all didn't go get Donovan Mitchell. He ended up in Cleveland. Ironically, you guys face off against Cleveland. New York Knicks fans, you face off against Cleveland, and they're hosting. It's the first time Cleveland has been in the playoffs um, without LeBron James in probably 30 years. And they're excited. And trust me, Cleveland as a playoff atmosphere is brutal. Take it from me. I've been in there quite a few times. Brutal. Super loud. And the Knicks are missing Julius Randle. Jalen Brunson has had an incredible year. Um, Quickly has had an incredible year. Guys across the board. But missing Julius Randle is huge. And I don't think he'll be back in time enough to affect this series how he will. Unfortunately, Stephen A, I got Cleveland winning their first series, sans LeBron, since 19 and forever ago. So, unfortunate, Stephen A, uh, Julius gets hurt at a bad time, and that's going to be pretty tough to overcome. So, that is... Some of my thoughts on these series coming up. We will speak more about this as all of these series gets locked in. Uh, We will also speak more this week. I will have some live reactions for some of these games coming up. I'm also considering doing an all-NBA team, an all-NBA second team, an all-NBA third team, an MVP, a Defensive Player of the Year, a Sixth Man of the Year, a Most Improved Player, a Coach of the Year. That's right. You heard it here first, goddammit. I am considering, screw that. I am doing the Draymond Green Show, all NBA teams, NBA awards, right here. We're going to do that because I got some stuff I need to say. So we're going to do that. Be looking out for that. Also be looking for some game reactions. Till next time, that's a wrap from the Draymond Green Show. Good time to have these in the back. Sorry, D's. Oh, and by the way, before we get out of here, you see it. Don't let us win another fucking championship.